Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us a chance to check out some of the recent guests who've appeared on JM in the AM. Yassi Zablocki is the new owner of the Old Granite, the new Hudson Valley Resort up in the Catskill region. He joined us because he has a lot of activities going on up there, including Pesach 5780. Yassi Zablocki, your recent guest on JM in the AM. Here he is on JM Rewind at the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, I've been telling you that Yassi... Zablocki, who joined us from Israel via telephone just a couple of weeks ago, uh, that he's going to be in our studio this morning here at JM in the AM, and sure enough, here he is. Uh, Yassi Zablocki, to us, is best known um, for his um, foray into uh, Catskills vacations, especially in the heyday of the latter part of the uh, existence of Kutcher's. That's one way of putting it. And uh, since then, he has been involved, to say the least, in uh, Catskills Resorts, in kosher cruises, and seems to be one of the few people who, when it comes to kosher vacations, actually uh, can say that he is running a successful business. Uh, We'll find out more as Jesse Zablocki is here in our studio here at JMNAM. I'll direct you to the website, destinations613.com, destinations 613.com. Yossi Zablocki, shalom, and welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom. Good morning, Nachum. It's so great to be back here in I, the studio. I appreciate that, and it's great to have you here, and I've been very anxious. It was difficult via telephone, you know, to get all the details going and to uh, discuss everything I want to discuss. I was very anxious to get you into the studio and uh, and really get down to basics of what's going on with the world of kosher vacations, as uh, as Yossi Zablocki uh, is involved in, I'm here. You can get all the ins and outs. I'm an open book, and uh, I, I know a lot of what's going on. Did we for and, and and people criticize me for not always having the best memory when it comes to these things? Trust me, that's nothing to do with a lack of appreciation. I tremendously appreciate all that you've done for me and my family over the years. Uh, did we in fact meet first because of Kutcher's, or was there an earlier encounter than that? Earlier than Kutcher's, I. Don't think we had met early in the Kutcher's. So I, was, you... I was so removed from the the kosher advertising world and travel world until I started doing kosher's. I really fell into it. I had no plans on, on going there. I was a lawyer before then. So Right. <laughs> and a contractor also to a degree, right? That's correct. I was a public defender. I was so far removed <laughs> from anything. So at some point, you and the Kutcher family make some type of arrangement to utilize their hotel on a regular basis, Shabbos, Yontav, etc., right? That's basically what had happened at that time. Well, here's what happens. I I was going to Kutcher's for years. I had worked there as a day camp counselor. Right. I worked there as a lifeguard. Um, I was putting myself through college because my parents had lived in Israel. We had, they had moved to Israel. And I was right. living in the States. Um, so I had to work you know, a lot. So I was working every as a lifeguard every Jewish holiday. I would go up there and work in the shul. Every uh, regular holiday and summers, I would work in the – um, at the pool. And I was there all the time. It was my home away from home. Um, I had been friendly with the Kutcher family for years. My father had worked there um, doing seders. He used to conduct the seders and was a rabbi there for, for years in the 70s before they had moved to Israel. And you knew Dudu Fisher very well. And so we had met Dudu Fisher. I was, right. I was, I was very good friends with his kids. I was best friends with, uh, with, uh, with his sons and, and very good friends with his daughter. And, and I, know, I knew the Fisher family for, for years. I've been going there for years and years and years. Um, and then on, on, Pesach, I would uh, I would help run the shul as I got a little bit, you know. Then I became a lawyer, and I couldn't really work there as a lifeguard anymore. Right. But even as an attorney, I was working for the Legal Aid Society. I wasn't, you know, doing any really big money um, operations, and I would go there on Pesach. You know, I really couldn't afford to go anyplace else for Pesach. I wasn't going to take my family to a hotel. I was working on a legal aid salary, so I would go there for Pesach, and that was my home away from home. You know, I, I sort of moved up the ranks there a little bit. At some point, I started davening shachris there on uh, opening for Dudu. That's what I built it as. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't were, davening shachris. You were the exactly. opening act. I was the opening act on, on, on Pesach and on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur for, for Dudu Fisher. That's what my business card said, <laughs> opening act. Um, but uh, but for some reason, the choir didn't seem to come out until the very end of my performance on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. I don't know where they were. They bridged the gap you know, between you and him. Huh? All of a sudden, this whole choir would start work, walking out at the end of uh, at the end of Sim Shalom or something like that, and they you know on, on Pesach, and all of a sudden there was a choir there. I'm like, whoa, I have a full choir here. But then Dudu would come over and take over, and he would like, okay, and you'll you, see. And you knew all the Catskills personalities. You knew Lou Goldstein, I'm sure. Sure, sure, you sure, knew all, sure. The, all the guys who would uh, be tumblers in the Catskills. That's right. That's right, absolutely. Um, 
And in fact, uh, uh, Lou Goldstein's Lou Goldstein's wife, um, Jackie Horner, she had just passed away, but she was working for me um, doing dance classes. Right, even until that. recently, she right. she wrote Dirty Dancing. Right, correct. She wrote the movie. She was behind it. It was the story of her life, so right. to speak. Um, and uh, you know, I've, I've I'd been in touch with her until until very recently. I spoke yeah. to her like just a few months ago. Um, so I, I was very involved in the Catskills, and I was going up there every Rosh Hashanah Kippur. And then, and then uh, it was around twelve years ago, eleven years ago. Mark Kutcher calls me up right before, about two months before Pesach. He calls me up from Florida. He would uh, he would go to Florida, close the hotel for the winter. He calls me up and he says, Yossi, listen, um, I'm not opening up the hotel for for Pesach. I'm I'm, I'm tired. I can't do this business anymore. I, I don't I don't you know it's, it's it was a dying business for him. Right. And I'm not opening up the hotel. And and I, I went into an absolute panic. <laughs> um, I turned to I turned to my wife. I said, Oh my God, he's he's not opening up the hotel. What on earth are we going to do for Pesach? Um, we have no place to go for Pesach. I mean, I've never been, I've never spent Pesach at home my entire life. Right. Um, I was at Kutcher's for the bunch of years, and we moved to Israel. I was at the Tiberias Plaza Hotel. My father would lead the seders. I've never done Pesach at home. I had no plans on doing Pesach at home. And I said, "What are we going to do?" So I call Mark back up, and I say, "Listen, um, if you if you don't plan on opening the hotel, rather than try selling a closed hotel, let me take it over, and I'll run it for Pesach." And he says, Yossi, you've never done anything like this. You don't, you don't know what you're doing. You, you, you've, you've never run a hotel. You're an attorney. I said, Mark, I've been watching you for, since I'm four years old. I've been watching you. I love the hotel business. I love what you've been doing. I wish I had been doing this the whole time. Let me try it. So I entered into a triple net lease with him. I took over the – well, first we took it over just for Pesach, where I leased right. the hotel for Pesach. And, and we filled up the hotel. I had the old Kutcher guests, and I started bringing in um, new Orthodox guests. We right. changed the hotel to be Glockosher. And already a couple of years ago, and, and it was packed. Um, those years, those it was, early years, was packed. It was it was absolutely packed. I, uh, Judo Fisher might have had something to do with it, right. um, <laughs> but meaning you didn't lose the old crowd. That's what I'm saying. Correct, correct, correct. I'd like to believe it was because of my shachers and my, uh, <laughs> I got you know, it. my performances. But um, but you know, but yeah. So so it, it was great, and I took it over for Pesach, and it worked. And so after Pesach, I said, you know what, Mark? Why don't I take it over as a triple net lease? Um, I'll take over the business. I'll take over all of Kutcher's. Um, and this way you could try to sell the property because he wanted to sell the, right. the the land. And I said, instead of selling it as a closed hotel, sell it as an open functioning hotel. You can mm-hmm. stay in Florida. I'll run the hotel. So we entered into a lease um, and I took over the business. Um, I took over all of Kutcher's. If you go to Kutcher's.com today, you'll be forwarded to my website. It's my – Kutcher's is now my business. Right. Um, the phone number that we still use is the Kutcher's phone number. Even it's though the, the building does not exist the, anymore. The building does not exist. Nothing but, on the property exists basically, right? No, and it was all so, – so what happened was I ran it for four years right. and then finally gambling got past New York. Right. He has the closest large property to where the casino ultimately opened. Right. So he managed – right. So he managed to get rid of the property finally. He'd been trying for years to get rid of right. the property. Finally, he got you know rid of it for over ten million dollars. Um, I had an option on the property to be able to buy it, but right. I couldn't. I couldn't compete with ten million dollars plus of, of somebody who wanted to do something with it. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, then they knocked down the property and they built a small, um, a small hotel on a different section of the property. Um, so there's really there's nothing there at the moment. You can't see Wilt Chamberlain's room anymore. No. After no. all, he was a bellboy at Kutcher. That's correct. There's videotape of him right. lifting up suitcases correct. from outside up the windows. Correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> and by the way, anybody who didn't get the Lou Goldstein reference, that's the uh, the um, uh, Simon Says Man. Right. That's, the, that's what he was famous for nationwide. Correct. Uh, correct. For doing Simon Says. Yussi Zablocki is here. You can go to Destination613.com. So then you're out of the hotel business, right? Basically, when Kutcher's closed. You're now out of the hotel business. What happened next? Correct. So it all worked out pretty well for me because at the same time that he finally sold the property, we were planning on moving to Israel. Mm-hmm. Not that I wouldn't have continued earning Kutcher's from Israel somehow, right. but it, it was working. It, it worked out. It was the timing was right. We moved to Israel, and I was sitting there with this know-how all of a sudden of how to run a Casco's hotel. I'm not just talking about how to run a, a, a Pesach program, right? Running a Pesach program is one is one part, but I was running a Kutcher's. I was running everything in the hotel, maintenance and the dining room and the kitchen and housekeeping. This was a major operation. So I had advertising. So I, I in, in, and it was sink or swim for me because I was going to lose my shirt very easily if I didn't know, figure out quickly how to bring guests over to Kutcher's. Um, I was not doing this with deep pockets. So right. I had to learn very quickly what to do. And I figured out this business. We turned it around completely. I was running at a profit during the years that I was running this hotel, even though the Kutcher family had, had been carrying a loss the past right. the, the, the last few years. So I was sitting here on a client list on a know-how and I'm moving off to Israel. And at the same time, 
um, at Honors Haven, which was the former Falls View Hotel. Right. So they were, they were looking for somebody for Pesca. That is the Neville or not the Neville? No, it's next door to the Neville. Next door to Neville. That's a crazy story because the Neville was the Grand Hotel, right? right? The Neville, everybody knew the Neville Grand. It was the big hotel. And everybody, you know, with money went to the Neville. And then the Falls View was like the, the was owned by the same people who was next door. It was it was not quite the elite oh, hotel. Oh, so it was always in existence. It was always in existence. The Falls View was right next door to the Neville. It was the same ownership. Poor man's Neville. Exactly. It was the poor man's Neville. Um, and they were, and, and it, was the, it, was the, it was the smaller hotel. When I say smaller, I'm talking 230 rooms. Today, right. 230 rooms is, is hard to fill in the Catskills. Right. Back then, the Neville had 450 rooms, so 230 rooms was the little tiny hotel. Right. Um, and, you know, the, they had the last laugh because all these big hotels, almost all, all except for one, we'll get to that in a second, but all these big hotels ended, clo- ended up closing down because right. they couldn't maintain these hotels. And a little falls you. Um, was bought by Koreans. They renovated it completely, turned it into a gorgeous, gorgeous hotel, gorgeous landscaping, gorgeous property, gorgeous rooms. And it was it's a non-kosher hotel, but they were looking for somebody to come in for Pesach because the previous Pesach people had um, had uh, stopped going there. They, they hadn't worked out. They weren't able to fill the, the, the property for whatever reason. And so at the same time, I managed to do a contract with them when I came in there for Pesach. So I switched my business away array from running a complete hotel to just doing Pesach over there. And the Falls View Pesach program continues. And the Falls View that Pesach program continues. That is part of Destination 613. Correct. Irrelevant that you're living in Israel. It operates, it runs, and it's there every single Pesach since you took over. We've been sold out for six years. And at the Neville next door, is there anything or not? Neville is completely gutted, empty. It needs to be knocked down. Nobody can afford to knock it down, so it just stands empty. Oh, It'll be empty forever. Wow. It'll cost a fortune to knock it down. I didn't realize that because I was at a bar mitzvah there. Last week? No. like it was empty. This past past summer. Um, A bar mitzvah Sunday night that took place outside in a tent. I assume they were just using the property. And I assume they were using the kitchen there. But the rooms, I guess, were empty. No, uh, it must have been an honors haven. Unless it was was an honors haven. haven. There's a gorgeous lake with an island in it there. Maybe I don't remember. They so, have a tent, so that's it. So that's the uh, that's the Correct. difference. And the Neville area is not being used at all. Correct. It's almost the same exact entrance. They right. enter from almost the same place. And this is your business, and exclusively the only thing you do with Destination Six Thirteen until when? You're only doing Pesach at Honors Haven until what happens? So I was doing Pesach, and I was doing the summer and Sukkot Rosh Hashanah it, at at Honors Haven. Oh, so the 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 people. The, the Korean business people you mentioned, they were cooperating with you and doing a lot of stuff with Correct. you. Correct. We were doing a lot of wow. stuff. I have my own kosher kitchen there all year. I, nice. have like a, I have a room downstairs, which is the kosher kitchen. Right. has my own oven there. It's my own kitchen. And I was doing programs there for the past six years. I've been doing weekends and, and summer and, 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 and Jewish holidays. And that will still continue. And that will still continue. Well, now I'm going to cut down a little bit on the non-Pesach programs right. because I ended up in a separate venture. Um, I guess we could we could. We and this could, is the next Catskills venture for this you. Is, this is the next Catskills. So it's venture. always been Honors Haven, different times during the year until we get to what many people in this audience know as the Granite. Right. So so the Granite was one of the hotels that occasionally I did programs at once in Ten a while. Ten miles from Honors Haven around. Does that it's make a, sense? Yeah, it's, it's about seventeen minutes. Seventeen minutes. Seventeen minutes. I do the drive a lot now. So yeah, seventeen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I get a call. Um. So so um. The Granite was bought by a Chinese corporation. The the second largest corporation in the world, and they completely forgot about it, right? Because if you're the second largest corporation in the world and you buy a Catskills hotel, you're not really paying such close attention to it. Maybe they and hope- it was in use or not? It was. They, they kept it open until um, until about a year ago. Okay. They kept it open about a year ago, but they were they were putting no effort into it because they really were not paying attention to it. It's like you know, it's like that tennis ball that you might right. have in a closet and you don't pay any attention to it because you're the richest person in the world. And finally, it closed down in October. It was the last big Catskills hotel, and it closes down. And they were looking to unload it. Um, Chinese were pulling money back into, into the Chinese government. I don't understand Chinese economics, but whatever. It was involved in that. I get a phone call from somebody, and he says he's, he heard that I know about the Catskills. He wants to buy the granite. Um, and he, he said somebody told him that I know about how to run a hotel in the Catskills, and, and he wants to pick it up. I say, you know, I've been looking at this property for, for six years. It's the last property available. What did I call it now? Hudson Valley Resort? Hudson Valley Resort. I always wanted to own a Catskills hotel so I don't get kicked out the way I did with Kutcher's. Right. And I said, listen, I have some funds. I'm not the biggest money guy in the world, but I have some funds. I'll go into it 50-50 with you, um, and I'll, I'll operate the hotel. We closed within a week from that phone conversation. So you and this mysterious partner now own the Granite. Correct. And has not been opened since you bought it. Well, we know we opened the hotel. You did open it. We opened the hotel. Sure. Is it being used? Sure. I have. Uh, I have. I had guests there last Shabbos. I had two hundred guests there last Shabbos, and uh, we have guests this Shabbos. We're sold out next Shabbos. There's a staff. There's a a, a director. There's a 
I have some idea what I'm doing. I've been doing this for you a little say while. That is it. I'm shocked <laughs> that you opened it so quickly. We opened it up. Um, sure, we opened the hotel. We were open all summer. It's been a very quiet opening because we're doing things slowly there to, right. to, to renovate it, to bring it up to date. Um, we have a lot of plans for the hotel. We've got crazy plans for the hotel. So anybody who was there last Pesach, you're not promising anything grand, but it will look different this Pesach. Well, they were not open last Pesach. Ah. They were open two Pesach. So ago. if someone was there two years ago, it will look somewhat different already. Correct, 100%. 100%. Wow. We've, 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 we've changed the hotel. It no longer looks like an old Catskills hotel. The old Catskills hotel used to have those those quill covers that used to go over right. the pillows right. in those old hotels. That's right. completely, completely gone. In every room. Um, in every room. It's completely, completely gone. We've we've uh, changed the beds. We've changed a lot of the furniture. We're doing the nice, you know, white, clean, fresh look in all the rooms. Um, it looks it looks different. The hotel the hotel looks different. We have new couches in the in the lobby. We have plans to renovate the complete lobby, but I can't do everything all at once. Well, your um, lobby, frankly, is one of the best in the Catskills. I mean, it's gigantic it, and it's comfortable, and people love hanging out in it. It's really nice. That's place. right. I'm glad you remember it. It's like oh, the I remember the big lobby. It's yeah. the, the lobby. The lobby. It may the be grand... the best lobby in the Catskills. It's actually that's the well, reason. Kutcher's actually had like a triple lobby. Right. This is like one massive lobby. Right. Kutcher's had three lobbies, but but none of them were grand. Right. And they didn't have the high ceilings, which I think was one of the downsides of Kutcher's. It didn't have that grand look. Right. Um, it was more country club. This has that grand look. The lobby is amazing. It's the best place to hang out. It's comfortable. Yeah, if it's it rains large. all Pesach, you're taken care of. 100%. You don't have to worry about it. You know, that's the problem I actually have in terms of renovating the lobby because everybody's giving me ideas of how to renovate it, what to do. It's the reason we haven't done it yet is because I want to do it right. And it's very, I'm very, very torn because everybody says you got to do marble today. You got to do that, you know, that, that marble clean look. On the other hand, like you just mentioned, it's a warm, friendly lobby where everybody sits and relaxes. And if you're sitting on that cold marble floor, you're, 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 you don't have that same feel anymore. So it's a problem. So everybody who has ideas, any of your listeners who have ideas, how I could combine those two elements and make it warm and still, and still that marble type modern look. You got to give me those ideas because I'm stuck. I'm stuck over there. Next time you're in Jerusalem, you need to consult with Jeffrey Mark and, right. and see how he does it. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel network and of course on the beloved NSN app. When you go to destination613.com, destination613.com, there are a bunch of tabs at the top. You'll see Passover at Honor's Haven because obviously it'll be open for Pesach. Again, in Honor's Haven, you see Hudson Valley. I think it's obvious from this conversation you will be open for Pesach at Hudson Valley Resort sure, at 100%. the Granite. Um, and is the program set? Honor's Haven, obviously, you have a lineup, a program. You have everything done already. Is the one at the Hudson Valley Resort you know, ready to be announced to the world or has it been announced to the world already? Absolutely, although I have breaking news just for you. You're yeah. going to get a kick at this. Are you sitting down? I am sitting down. Okay, you are. You can't see me? <laughs> It's not, a, it's not a stand-up radio show here. Um, okay, so I have here special announcement over here for your listeners. Um, signed, new entertainment for all of Pesach. Going to be at both Hudson Valley and Honors Haven. Nice. Who is the hottest off-Broadway Broadway comedian Jewish today? I mean, do we mean Ashley? We mean Ashley. Oh, yeah. I'm going to see him this week again. Right. <laughs> I, I already saw the show once. I'm going back. Oh, wow. He's going, well, I'm not going to see it off of Broadway, but I and will And he be... was part of Kosher Halftime Show 2020. Really? Yeah. All right. Nice. So he's Which going you to... have to watch now that you've admitted you to... haven't seen. I, well, I was in Israel there, and I didn't, I didn't see it. I've been planning three Pesach programs, so it's hard. All right. Bye. Um, but he's going to be at the Hudson Valley for all of Pesach. He has shows elsewhere as well, but he's going to be staying at the Hudson Valley for all of Pesach. He'll be performing at the Hudson Valley and at Honors Haven. Excellent. It's going to be amazing. That's good news. He's hilarious, and he's wonderful to hang out with, so you have an opportunity. And when you say three, because you're doing a program in Florida as well. Correct. And that's not really what I wanted to concentrate on. I wanted to get this big news about the Grand Hudson Valley Resort out there, but we should mention that those who want to go to Orlando, you do have a program that's going to be in Orlando this Pesach. Right. I have an amazing program at Orlando as well. Also, so, Destination613.com. find it on my website. It's also it's also set. That's, that's the thing you were talking about, how to pull the Pesach program. With me, I've been doing this a while. I have some idea of what I'm doing. I'm, I've never canceled a program. never right. going to cancel a program. Um, I'm not saying that every program strikes it rich. Every program is, you know, Sometimes you break even. Sometimes you even lose money on a program. You have to be prepared to do that, but you have to open up. You can't be canceling hotels the way some operators do when they just you know throw darts at a dartboard hoping that something will stick, and if not, they just cancel. When I'm doing a program, it's open. That's why you would ask me whether Hudson Valley is open. Of course it's open. Right. That's what we do. Right. In Orlando, we have a program. It's also going to be phenomenal. Um, I have a partner there as well because I'm not going to be there myself. 
um, and it's at the it's, it's it's a it's a new hotel. It's not a, it's not a new constructed hotel, but Wyndham Celebration just took over a hotel in Orlando. They're putting thirty million dollars into the hotel. Uh, I wish I had thirty million dollars to put into the Hudson Valley. Wow, they are renovating every single. Every single part of the hotel, every single corner, every single bathroom, every single bedroom, it's all brand new. All brand new. We got in really, really early at exactly the right time. Then we took on Shlomi Smilo, who had been retired from right. Pesach programming for the past couple of years. Very well-known name. In the Very well-known business. name. And we brought him as, a, as an extra host. So he's going to be joining our program. And that program there is going to be phenomenal as well. It's, you know, look, it's, it's Disney World. It's right, you know, yeah. minutes away. It's near like everything. A, it's right. It's near everything. And, and, and it's the least expensive out-of-state, out-of-New-York-State program. All right. So, again, any information you want about this, about uh, Pesach in Orlando, and, of course, as, as well, Honors Haven and Hudson Valley Resort, Destination613.com. Honors Haven still has space or not? Honors Haven still has space. But you do usually sell out. We will sell out. Honors Haven, we're probably down to our last 20 rooms I mean, in Honors Haven. Catskills traditionally was like a post-Purim sellout usually right around then, right? Um, that, like, that, that will be the case for Hudson right. Valley. But Honors Haven, we have a, a, a 70% return rate from our guests. Ah. They're already reserved Shri Shal Pesach the previous year. So you may sell out before uh, Purim shows up. Correct. All right. All right let's go. So let's go back now to the Hudson Valley Resort. When you say you have 200 people for Shabbos, was that school groups? Was that what, what was that? On um, this past Shabbos, it was two families doing large get-togethers, and they and and they would attest to the fact that this is a 2020 facility in uh, in the Catskills. The, the reason I'm saying it like this is because we keep thinking that whole Catskills era is dead outside of you know the few and far between of Pesach time. And but you're what you're telling us based on the I would assume the testimony of these guests who you just had up there. Is that this this hotel in fact can help us bring back that whole spirit where you go for Shabbos or for Sukkis or for a special weekend or for Shabbos Nachamut to the Catskill region and and have a great time without flying somewhere you know around the world. Hundred percent, we're turning we're bringing back those days. It's easy to go away. It's not crazy expensive. Um, I did a very quiet opening because we want to get the hotel ready. Right. Um, I'm still doing a quiet opening. Here I am announcing things on the radio, but it's right. still been a quiet opening because we have so many. I have so many plans in my head. I don't know, you know, when the the final the final product is going to be ready because of the things that I'm planning on doing there. I'm turning this hotel into something that nobody's ever seen before. Have you had schools up there yet? Sure, we had we we had um, MTA recently, and they as soon as they left, they tried rebooking. We can't. They actually wanted to come in a couple weekends from now, and we're sold out. We couldn't book them a second time in wow. one year. Um, they had nice. a great time. Um, so the schools are starting to come. They're starting to discover it. We haven't done a tremendous amount of publicity yet, but we're starting. Um, and, and we're ready for them. I remember three things about the Hudson Valley Resort. Large rooms, which you can't find in any hotel in the world anymore. 100%. As large as Kutcher's, you don't, or you wouldn't, you wouldn't get to go to that extent to say that? You know, it's, it's funny. Because Kutcher's was mammoth. Right. Kutcher's had, had, had very, very large rooms. Um, you know, at the time, I wasn't so into, into all the specs like I am right. now. Because I wasn't redesigning hotel rooms and, p- and picking things, so I don't know. I don't know the, the size specs of the, for instance, the Marquee Building. But it's close. Um, but it's close. And the other one was uh, the, the large lobbies I mentioned to you. And you know what else I remember at the Hudson Valley, which I really enjoyed. And I don't know if everyone would agree with me on this. I love the stadium seating in the shul. It's like a conference room, right? It's like a big conference. Right. Room. It was. It was the. It was the theater. Right. Very modern looking. They had renovated it at some point recently because it looks really nice. At least that's what I remember. That it looks really nice. Okay. And I just, you know, I, I enjoyed that shul experience. I, I don't know, and lecture experience. Right. Now, and, and and isn't that important? It's important to have a place where you can have, you know, lectures and presentations that you know that people feel comfortable in. Sure, a hundred percent. You know, it's funny because the, the when I you know I have all different crowds that come to the hotel. Right. So the 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 young Israel crowd very much likes that stadium seating. Right. And so we use that as a shul for half the year. Right. When I have a Hasidic crowd that comes, they don't like it. They don't want that kind of thing. Right. They have a different setup in terms of the where the mechitzah will go in terms of being split half and half. Good point. Um, and and they want all the uh, tables. They want it very yeshivish Hasidic style right. where there's tables in front of each person in a square. So we where keep, do you do that? Um, so either we use the Columbia room mm-hmm. or we take one of the ballrooms. There's three ballrooms, right. three massive ballrooms. Right. So we take one of the ballrooms and we turn that into a shul. Very We're moving cool. the shul every other week. So you're ready to accommodate people with whatever they need. That's that's what we've always done. That's what I've always been about is is attracting the the entire gamut of Orthodox 
um, society. Are people and, booking Pesach already for the Greenwich? Sure, for the abso- Hudson Valley? Sure, absolutely. People are booking. Absolutely. Any, we're, anybody we're, who has any notion about a program like this not opening, you can guarantee, as you just did, that there's no way in the world it ain't opening. A million percent guarantee. The key is the fact is that I I own the property. Right. So, so I, I can no, open. You want people. I, I, <laughs> you I, want to open. It's not like I have a guarantee with the hotel <laughs> right. that I have to fill 150 money, right. rooms or this or that. We already have enough rooms that we're, we're, we're doing, obviously. But if, God forbid I only had 50 rooms, which is not the case i could still open because it's right. my hotel got it unbelievable and your partner's very involved or very quiet compared to you very quiet very quiet very quiet and they're happy like this is what they want to be quiet right they were they were looking to make an investment right and they needed somebody who knew who knew the cat skills right and i came in they and, must and be they, thrilled with what you're doing already i'd like to believe so <laughs> <laughs> all right i want to do the cruises it's the last piece to our conversation this morning but first uh and and i you, know, you sent me I don't know why you told me to Google Himalayan salt cave. I don't know why you told me to Google that. Why? Because, why did you tell me to Google that? Well, you, we're not really done with my plans for the Hudson Valley. Oh, we only that, got we only got the, up to the present. We have to deal with the future of Hudson Valley. Mean, I have, meaning, I have, meaning that you have a vision of the Hudson Valley not simply being a resort, but being a resort that the Jewish community has never seen before. I am changing the resort concept entirely. I'm turning it on its head. I am putting I'm putting two different. We're doing two different things at the hotel. First of all, for the kids, we're we're going to be. We're putting a um, indoor fun park on the premises, on the premises of the hotel in the Hudson Valley Resort. In the Hudson Valley Resort for this summer or in the future. We're starting to put it in already. So from Pesach, we're going to have stuff. We're going to have already some of the fun park um, items already at the hotel, and then I'll keep purchasing them as we go along. And we're going to be having kids are going to show up there. They're not going to need parents anymore at the hotel. They're going to parents are going to drop them off and. And they're going to go to their fun park inside the hotel, like an indoor play center, with with uh, forty five arcade games, with with um, with uh, bumper cars, a real fun park. We're we're putting uh, in glow in the dark uh, miniature golf, um, possibly laser tag. I haven't mapped out every single item. Virtual reality rooms. I mean, we're going to put a real indoor. We're putting not just we're going to put. We're putting a real indoor fun park at the hotel. So that there's – the whole thing is how do I draw traffic to the hotel? And you know people are going to come if it's something unique, something Correct. different. You know, you know, people go to the water parks. They go to the water parks and, and um, you know, on weekends people go to Great Wolf Lodge and, and they have – you know, families have a great time because you go away with your kids. Problem is when you're going to the water parks because you can't leave your kids alone for a second. Correct. Because it's water. Correct. So parents don't get to have a vacation. Correct. Here, I'm creating a model where the parents could leave the kids for a couple of hours on their own at a fun park in the hotel. Now the question and is – And obviously they're supervised. And they'll be supervised. We'll have counselors there. Right. But they're in a place where we have – I already have four bounce houses that we're going to do in a giant slide. Um, like I said, the bumper cars, the you know the, the redemption arcade game, skee-ball, right. all those kind of games. You could win prizes. Um, and you drop your kids off there. But then what are the parents going to do while they've dropped their kids off there? Right. we got to come up with something for them. Right. That's where the Himalayan salt cave comes in. In addition to a pool, I assume, and other stuff that you have. We have the pool. Right. The pool's there. We have a pool. We have uh, the, the two saunas. We have the two you know, men and women, right. the two steam rooms, the two jacuzzis, standard stuff in the hotel. That's the entrance area of the spa. I am now taking a huge area attached to the spa, and I am building stuff that nobody has ever seen before. I am putting in, first of all, a Himalayan salt cave. Mm-hmm. I hope you've Googled at this point. <laughs> well, it, is, it looks like it's something therapeutic that correct. people sit in and it's a therapeutic experience. You spend 20 minutes breathing in. This, first of all, you think you're in a salt cave. It looks like stalactites right. of, of salt pillars right. all around you. It's a cave. Right. A real cave. A real cave. But you're in the Catskills and you're breathing it in for 20 minutes. It, it, supposedly, it's extremely, extremely healthy. I would not right. know myself. Um, I, but but um, I'll have to experience it once I install it. Right. But it is absolutely coming. I've already designed it. I've mapped it out. We're we're in the middle of constructing. Uh, I'm not going to have the Himalayan salt cave ready for Pesach, but right. I'm in the middle of constructing um, the areas of the spa that are going to have these rooms. So we're having a Himalayan salt cave. You must be providing a lot of Catskills jobs, I must say. We're working on it, yeah. No joke. No joke. I mean, you have a full waiter staff, I assume. We have a full everything. We have a full staff. Yeah. We, are, we, are, we are really putting, I mean, there's, there's 20 people working at the hotel What's right the now. official town it's in? Um, town of Rochester. It's in Krohonkson. Krohonkson is what people know. Right, Krohonkson. That's the, I don't know what it is. Well, the, the Chamber the of Commerce of Krohonkson must be very happy. Right. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> finally, kidding. Finally, there's work. Yeah, I'm not kidding. There's work. We have 20 people that are working every single day yeah. doing stuff. So we're putting in this salt cave. 
besides for the sulk, I'm, I'm, I'm actually creating five different theme rooms so that the parents, while they've dropped their kids off, will then spend 20 minutes in each one of these rooms, rooms that they've never seen before in, the, in, in, in a spa experience. Forget the, 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 the steam room in the sauna. They're going to go 20 minutes in a salt cave. Then they're going to spend 20 minutes in a Turkish hammam. It's going to look gorgeous. It's, it's less steamy than a steam room, so you could spend 20 minutes in there. Also cleans out your pores. It's a complete experience. I want people to walk in and say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm sitting in a Turkish hammam in the Cascos. I feel like I'm in the, in the Orient someplace. I right. feel like I'm in the Middle East. So we're going to have 20 minutes in the salt cave, 20 minutes in the hammam. Then you're going to move to your next room. We'll have a relaxation room with just quiet music, um, uh, waterfalls, just 20 minutes to be able to meditate. And, and, and you don't have to meditate, but you could just relax just to chill. Then we have another room where you're going to be sitting on heated, tiled chaise lounges. You just lie down on these chaise lounges and it warms up the back of your neck. It warms up your whole body and you're just sitting. It's a different kind of relaxing experience. We're creating one different kind of relaxing experience after another. Uh, a a therapy pool is going to be your next 20 minutes. It's different than a jacuzzi. It's a different dynamic. That's your next 20 minutes over there. In order to do all this, do you have to raise prices for Pesach and year-round like crazy? Look, the truth is that right now you could do Pesach. I'm, I'm advertising the least expensive Pesach program anywhere. It's uh, Certainly it's in the U.S. In the U.S. And as far as I know, anywhere. And Israel right. is one day short, so maybe right. you get lucky there. But, right. but it's it's 1990, right? 1990 is a killer Pesach price. I can do that because, again, I don't have to pay for the rooms. So, so I'm able to have a, a teaser rate like that. Um, is that going to last forever? I can tell you this. If you come this year, Pesach, and you want to lock in next year, Pesach, you'll be able to do that like at all my programs on the seventh day of Pesach, on the sixth day of Pesach. However, next year's Pesach, forget about it. It's going to be, obviously, it's going to be a different hotel entirely at that point. Wow. By, by next year. Interesting. Very crazy interesting. stuff. You can say that again. All right. Uh, we have very little time left, and I want to get to the cruises. But first... There is somebody that you said, because, again, uh, those who have been following Yossi Zablocki over the years and anybody who's run successful Pesach programs in the Catskills or any program year-round, uh, you know you're always introducing talent to us. Uh, you have an entire list of very um, uh, popular acts, uh, both uh, uh, solo artists and groups that have performed for you. I mean, the, the list is, you know. I have Schlockerock coming for Pesach. Are they coming to be Pesach? So they... Schlockerock coming for Pesach. It, this is it's actually attributed to you. Oh, thank you. You don't remember this. But I don't. I was, I, here, don't doing a ra- I was here doing a radio show years ago. It's, it, it's known through some circles as the greatest Nachum Siegel show ever, mostly my family um, who listened. And, and there was another guest here. It was Lenny Solomon. He was going to the Tiberias Plaza in Israel at the right. time where my father was leading the Seders. Right. And since then, I'm like, I got to bring Lenny for Pesach. I got to bring Lenny for Pesach. But he can't fly in from Israel for just one show. This year, I got three hotels. I'm flying him into each one of the locations. Nice. Everybody gets Lenny Solomon, and I got Schlockrock for Pesach nice. at all three hotels. Very nice. All right, so that's one example. And there are a million others that we could get into. Don't have the time. But there's a specific chazan uh, that you wanted to introduce to us this morning, as you claim that very few people know about him. Correct. Very, do you want to tell us who it is, or we want to hear the song first? Uh, we could we could introduce him. I mean, everybody's so heard. I mean, I've been following Chazanish for years. Dudu right. Fisher was my Correct. favorite growing and up. And you know Chazanim in general. I know Chazanim in general. You ran Chazanish weekends. I mean, I've, I've run a ton of Chazanish yeah. weekends. I've had I had I had Shulam Lemmer when nobody right. had heard of him. Correct. Um, I, I had Yankee Lemmer when right. nobody had heard of him at, right. at, at, at my programs. Sure. Um, and there's a young Chazan, Aryeh Horwitz. I bill him as the greatest Chazan that nobody's heard of. That is his title, greatest Chazan nobody's heard of. And um, I would love to play one of his uh, his, his 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 latest song that's uh, on his well, first this, album. This is him doing the Kalbach Mim Kompcha. Right, and I'm also a huge fan of Kalbach. I've done Kalbach weekends. That's so right. This is the perfect. This that's is the perfect right. combination for me. All right, and the gentleman's name again is is Aryeh Horowitz. Aryeh Horowitz. Here he is on JM in the AM. <laughs>
Arye Horowitz, is that it? Arye Horowitz. There you go. The greatest chazan nobody's ever heard of, according to Yossi Zablocki, and uh, you've discovered him. Right and now everybody's heard of him. Will he gosh. be at the Hudson Valley Resort? He will be there at some point. Nice. Uh, we're speaking to Yossi Zablocki, and those of you who've tuned in late, uh, we have uh, been speaking about Destinations 613, Destination 613. You can go to the website, Destination613.com. Uh, Yossi will be running Pesach at the uh, Honors Haven. In the Catskills, he will be Pesach and year-round, as he is already, at the Hudson Valley Resort. It's a hotel that he owns, and he will be there uh, constantly with groups and uh, and schools and smachot. Anybody wants to make an offer for Bar Mitzvah, now you have an option. You finally have a Catskills option. 100%. Just hire a bus and get everybody up there on a Friday. Simple as that. It's the easiest way to do it. You don't have to worry about an Arab. You don't have to worry about Sefer Torah. You don't have to worry about Sidurim Chumashim. It's all there. It's all there ready for you. And uh, and we spoke about Orlando. If you want to go to Orlando for Pesach, go to the website. The information's right there at destination613.com. And finally, the last piece of this, as we've spent a lot of time together this morning, is that you have gotten into the world of kosher cruises. And the backstory I know is interesting, but I don't know if we have time for that. But right now, the reality is that if somebody wants to go on a kosher cruise, meaning join a cruise and a cruise ship where there are thousands of people, but there will be... 100, 200, 300, I assume, people.
people who eat kosher, who want a minion, etc. Right? Would that be an accurate way correct, of putting it? Correct. If you want to do that, there is a kosher cruises tab on your website at destinations613.com. And you're offering, as an example, a Caribbean 10-day cruise, which I, I believe is actually on it's right now, right? as we That's speak. That's happening as we speak. I think we're broadcasting from there right now. <laughs> you're offering a Norway cruise that starts in Amsterdam on the 9th of June. Correct. You're offering an Amsterdam-Iceland cruise that starts also in June, an Alaska seven-day cruise. And there are a lot of people that in our community that want to go to Alaska, by the way. I'm being serious about that. That starts in Seattle at the end of June. You're doing a Barcelona Mediterranean trip. You're doing another Norway one in August. You're doing a, a Costa Smeralda. I hope that's pronounced properly. Also in August, you're doing a Baltic Russia. Give me a second. Russia Heritage Cruise in August. You're doing a Mediterranean uh, cruise again in August. In November, you have Italy, France, Spain, and Morocco. My gosh. And if you look at the pictures, by the way, you're talking about, you're not talking about boats. You're talking about some really big, large cruise ships. The Smeralda, which we're doing three times this summer, and you did pronounce it correctly. Thank Smeralda you. is the largest and newest cruise ship in the world at the moment. It's How many rooms would that have? you have any clue? Uh, more than the 232 that they have at the Falls View, um, which we can't manage to <laughs> but fill But it's probably up, in the thousands, right? It's thousands, yeah. It's, it, it's, um, I think it's 7,000 people. I think wow. it's 7,000 passengers. Can a guy like passengers. me fit into one of those rooms or no way? Oh, it's tough. It would it's be tough. tough, right? No, you can't. People you can't. my height and, and, and the way we look, we usually do not go on cruises, right? I mean, look, it's for everybody. You can go on a cruise. No, it's, you it's, never it's, see a six-and-a-half-foot guy on a cruise. He'd have to be in a bed that's half his size. Or that's not true. No, they have. It's like a hotel room. They have the beds. I mean, I, I mean do you do you always need an extra long bed? I yes. Don't know. Okay, I don't. I don't. I don't get this question often. <laughs> the extra. Are long there bed. first class cabins on these cruises that one can get through you or not? Sure, you can get. Oh, you, can do that? you can get suites. I, I I don't know whether the beds come in longer than right. than other beds. I, I've never. But had there that are comedy because cruises. We're always told. I've never been on one. We're always told have pretty cramped space but there are ways around that if you want to if you want to get even more space correct and and, and this look it, it cruise rooms are tighter than hotel rooms right. no question but they're not that tight and you're, and you're never spending, in them you're never in the room you're never you're in the room never right. that's in the, the room. whole key Right. Because you're you're getting entertainment all the way what till midnight like you're getting entertainment all day and night there's and there's so much to do day and night and if you just want to lounge around you ain't lounging around in your room you're and, lounging around in the ship itself and you leave you leave almost every day the cruise right. ship you go on excursions correct you're out all the time right um, I mean, we have we have this Iceland cruise coming up, two week Iceland cruise. We've got, I think there's there's no stops on on Shabbos, right. and there's I think eight stops that you're taking. You're going right. to see eight places in Scotland and in Iceland. It's it's a crazy itinerary. It's amazing, and it's affordable. We're making these cruises. That's the key to this whole thing, and, the, and that's that's how I got into this thing. It's how do you how do you give this quality product where you're giving unbelievable food? We're not talking about the the frozen uh, frozen food. No airline, airline food. meals. It's not airline meals. It's fresh. It's duck. It's veal. It's lamb. It's steaks every single night, and it's all fresh. It's amazing, and it's it's affordable. It's affordable. You look at the prices on on our cruises, and you look at what other kosher companies have done in the past where they've where they've raised the prices tremendously you'll see i'm not saying we don't raise it from a regular cruise ship of course we do because it's kosher food but just the same it's affordable and you have mashkichim there on the cruise three mashkichim and, and if, a rabbi and do you do you arrange them in yonim or is that people fend for themselves no like, no we bring oh, a safer torah and you literally you'll announce the times and people will be able to dive in three times a day etc three times a day nice. safer torah every single cruise without exception we have yeah. ashkacha we have everything from beginning to end and if someone's on the cruise on Shabbos, they're taken care of. Sure, absolutely. On Shabbos, we have they, the, the cruise ship comes and they tape all your doors, so you don't have any of the electric key wow. problems. They do it by rote. They know. I mean, we instruct them obviously. They know how to they, do it. They know how to do it. Um, they, they, we have a Shabbos elevator for people who who, who need it. Otherwise, you take the stairs. Right. Um, everything is completely, completely set. You're completely taken care of from beginning to end. And what is the average price of? I'll give you an example. Uh, which is the one I just said, the uh, the Costa Smeralda. What are we talking about? We're talking about, you know, five thousand dollars. We're talking about five hundred dollars. What are we talking about for you a cruise? You can be on the largest, newest cruise ship in the world and eat kosher for a week for under two thousand dollars a person. Under two thousand dollars a person with the kosher food and all the other accommodations. With the kosher food, someone can go 100%. with their with their spouse and spend less than four grand. Hundred percent, hundred percent. In, in, in and then in, win it back at the casino. <laughs> um, that's that's guaranteed, <laughs> guaranteed. A special offer, special odds at the Smeralda Casino. That's They're giving wild. away the money. You could do that for four grand a couple. Yes, that's what we're doing because I'm making it affordable for everybody. Are there because- ships that are even less expensive than that? Ships. Or they're all around that. 
No, I mean, Holland America is a little bit more expensive um, and their cruises are a little bit longer. But um, but we're, we're, we're doing this on, on, on more, with more than one cruise ship, more than one cruise company. I use the Smeralda as an example because they right. are the, the newest, largest. It, it's, it's, it's a city. It's and a if, town. And if somebody uh, – and, and all the couple has to do is get their way to the city where the cruise leaves from. So it's Correct. leaving from Seattle, just get two flights to Seattle, and, and you're set, basically. Correct, and we'll help them. One of the things about, about my business is that, is that we're so customer service-oriented that, that we will, will, will help you we'll help you book your flights, we'll help you with your excursions. We'll do excursions ourselves on the Smeralda because we're going through all kind of Jewish heritage sites like Rome. So we're doing excursions. You don't have to book our excursions, but we're doing Jewish heritage excursions on both the Baltic cruise. They have a choice of excursions. Sure, you could, you could choose the ones from the uh-huh. cruise ship, but you could also do it through us, and then you're doing it as a group. Um, sometimes we'll do a weekend before or after at the, at the location that we started. Like last year, we did a cruise in Venice, and and we did a Shabbos in Venice before everybody went on the cruise to the Greek islands. Nice. That's when I had uh, Penny David from David and Tomawak sure. bring the whole group um, onto uh, onto uh, to Venice. We had I think thirty people from Mishul and Boca Raton come with us to Venice. We did a tour of Venice for three days, and then we did um, and then we did a uh, a, uh, a a a cruise for a week through the Greek Isles. Very very cool. All right. So, uh, and this cruise schedule. I mean, if, if you if you would take the twelve months of the year, you're offering a total of how many? Because it looks from this, it looks like you're offering at least I don't know four or five a month. Yeah, I think we're doing twelve cruises a year. Twelve a year. Yeah, I mean, there are downtimes and there's there's busier right. times. I guess and January and the summer are the two most common. January, February, and the summer. Although we have this crazy cruise happening in November, where we're going to be hitting Morocco on the cruise, two days in Morocco, but you can sleep on the cruise ship. Right. I mean, that's just amazing. And and I mean we've never had a cruise that was able to go to Morocco, so it's hitting France, um, uh, 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 Spain, and Morocco. All right, uh, we, we've learned a lot this morning, to say the least. Yassi Zablocki is um, seems to be the uh, the king of kosher. What did we call it on the newsletter? I think we called it kosher getaways. The king okay. of kosher getaways. It's destinations by Yassi Zablocki. You want to go to Orlando for Pesach? He'll take care of you. You want to go on a kosher cruise at some point? In 2020, he'll take care of you. And by the way, summer cruises you should book now, right? Absolutely. Do that now. Uh, you want to go to Honors Haven for Pesach? In the next week or two, it's going to sell out, so do that today, right? If you want to go to Honors Haven. Call me today. Call Yassi today. And finally, the Hudson Valley Resort. Have you announced, in addition to Ashley have you and Schlockrock, have you announced anything yet, for, yet? anything else yet for the Hudson Valley Resort in terms of lecturers and entertainers, or that's going to be coming up? Um, we have stuff listed on the website. I've got a young Kalbach singer, Onik Shemesh, who's going to be doing... Um, we know Onik Shemesh. You know Shemesh? Yeah, wonderful guy. So he's going to be there. He's not just performing. He's going to be staying by us for the for the first uh, four nights. Nice. And he's going to be performing also on uh, on on uh, right after Chag. Right. So he's going to be part of the entertainment. We've got we, we, you know we I do programming all day long. The amount of programming not in Orlando. In Orlando we have Disney World. Right. So that that uh, that takes a little bit off of me right. during the Holomoy days. But in the Catskills where I don't have Disney World, I'm trying to bring it, but I don't have it there yet. I have to program all day long. So the amount of stuff that I put on at the program, nothing nothing compares. Last year at Honors Haven, I had three Zumba Israeli dance instructors for the ladies. There was Israeli dance, yoga, or aerobics in some form every single hour of the day. Not a single lady was allowed to gain any weight over Pesach eating for nine days because they were forced to do Zumba from morning to night. Three instructors. Who does that? By the way, you're, and this is actually, I believe, a good question. What are you doing with all your Pesach programs this year since outside of Israel it ends Thursday night? Is everyone going home Thursday night, Friday morning? Is that I, what you expect? I have, I have some guests will, but I have Shabbos scheduled at all three hotels. Seriously, I have at all someone could add Shabbos to all of them. Hundred percent, and they're doing that, and they're adding Shabbos in in, in Orlando. It's very common because people, you know, right. can't, flight, can't fly away um, quite as easily. Um, in Hudson Valley, I mean, in Honors Haven, I think I already have probably a hundred rooms booked for the Shabbos afterwards because I know my clientele already. Um, and in Hudson Valley, we have people that are booking also, and of course, I'm open to Hudson Valley. It's very easy. It's my hotel, right. so we're open all the time. So, of course, we're open the Shabbos afterwards. Will in there fact, be challah at Shabbos? We will have challah. We will have challah and we'll have <laughs> leftover non- matzah. And we'll have, we'll have, we'll have um, non-Pesadic challah. That's what we got planned. But people can come even just for Shabbos. If they're not there for Pesach, they can just come because, because, because after if, – if you're not ready, if you've been at a different hotel that's right. not open, because then, a lot of hotels don't have the option. If you're then a different drive on over open, to you. Right. You don't want to go home. Come to me. Come to me afterwards. And uh, the Shabbos HaGadol, would you be open or not at the Hudson Valley? I'm just Hudson curious. Valley, we are open. You're open Shabbos, Shabbos at Gadol? we're open, yes. Yeah, I actually just announced That's that. That's four days before Pesach. I just announced. I have three kitchens at the Hudson Valley, 
And because I have three kitchens and I have complete control over all of them, it's a different ballgame when you own the hotel. You can do whatever you want. I mean, in theory, someone can make an arrangement with, with you to stay the entire two weeks at the hotel from Shabbos Agadol through to Shabbos after Bezal. That is correct. If they wanted to. That is correct. I don't have any of those reservations yet, but I should start marketing But I'm saying, that. in theory, someone could do that. Correct. Correct. Because I can cook all week long because it's my hotel. We have three kitchens. One of the kitchens, I'm keeping chametzdek until after Shabbos Agadol. Then we'll quickly kosher it because it's the smaller kitchen. Right. But it's no problem. It's easy for me because it's my hotel. Fascinating conversation, Yossi Zablocki. Fascinating conversation. Information about the Hudson Valley specifically. Uh, what many people knew was the granite, with a beautiful picture, by the way, of the lobby we were talking about, and information about summer, Pesach, groups, etc., etc. Just go to the website, destinations613.com, destinations613.com. Information, you can call 845-794-6000, 845-794-6000, or uh, 1-800-431-1273, 1-800-431-1273. 1273 and if people specifically want to email you they can do that through the site right absolutely simple as that this has been fascinating thank you so much Nahum. it's great. been great reuniting like this and hearing about all your we just assumed that you know once kutcher's was gone that was it for the full-time catskills hotel i was just biding my time unbelievable <laughs> I was just waiting and the opportunity arose and sure enough you're running with it finally thank god i thank you yossi i thank you too that was my conversation with yossi zablocki who now is the owner of the Hudson Valley Resort up in the Catskills. Next up, Rachel Berger, Director of Employment for Nefesh Benefesh, as we get ready for the mega event happening on the 15th of March in Teaneck, New Jersey. Rachel Berger, my guest on a recent edition of JM and the AM here on JM Rewind at the Nahum Siegel Network. On the 15th of March at the Glen Point Marriott in Teaneck, New Jersey, starting Excuse me. Starting at 9 a.m. There we go. Starting at 9 a.m. until 5.30 p.m. It is the annual mega event. We call it the mega for Nefesh Benefesh. Uh, and this year, uh, the mega is uh, larger and um, more comprehensive than ever. Those of you in the medical field, you have special accommodations, which we're going to discuss. Those of you who are looking for employment, you have an opportunity to uh, land the job before you even land in Israel. Uh, a lot of unique things going on. With us live via telephone is the Director of Employment for Nefesh Benefesh, our good friend Rachel Berger, who's with us live from Israel. Rachel, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you for having me. A pleasure to have you. Looking forward to the 15th of March uh, when people will be able to come and get all the information they ever wanted about making Aliyah, about moving to Israel from North America. Tell me first about the medical piece. I know that this is larger than ever, where medical licensing and job interviews in the medical field and plenty of information is going to be available. Tell us about that part of the mega. Okay, so there's a huge need in Israel for medical professionals, and we have uh, a bunch of hospitals and uh, Kupot coming to start their recruiting even uh, before people make Aliyah. We have had numerous municipalities, numerous uh, hospitals approach us and ask us to recruit, especially uh, medical professionals, doctors with specialties. Um, Israel needs doctors. Israel needs nurses. Israel needs health professionals. So, you know, the population is growing and we need people to service uh, the population here. So we have this huge medical uh, expo program that is MedEx, where we're going to be helping with licensing. Our uh, staff member, Ronane and Naama, will be there to facilitate and help all of the potential Olim and Olim that are interested in Aliyah learn about their opportunities and speak with people who can offer them opportunities. Uh, I don't want to make this sound more complicated because, honestly, you guys have done just the opposite. You've made it as easy as possible. But there is stuff that people need to know uh, in terms of the licensing, in terms of what documents they may need, if they really are planning on having those meetings that day or any time that week uh, when they're available here in the United States, um, what they may need in terms of professional networking in order to provide to people. And all of this is on the website. We should stress that if someone all go- of it. If anyone goes to NBN, 
nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. If you're, and we'll talk about the other stuff in a moment, but if you're specifically in the medical community, if you're somebody who's looking for a job as a physician or nurse or dentist or psychologist or optometrist or pharmacist or physiotherapist or speech therapist or audiologist or nutritionist or dental hygienist, whatever the case may be, uh, there's a separate registration tab for you uh, on the MedEx part of the Nefesh Benefesh website, the Aliyah MedEx, the part of the mega event. And there is information you need, again, in terms of specific documents and other ways to prepare accordingly for the sessions and for the individual meetings that you might or will schedule for that day. So people be aware of that and make sure to read all that material um, and gather up what you need before you attend that Sunday. By the way, Rachel, I noticed, I don't think, I I may be wrong, you may have done this before, but there are actually websites um, uh, on the page uh, encouraging people to go to specific hospitals, the, many of them are there, specific hospitals and other uh, medical facilities where you could see what open positions there are in those facilities right now. That's right. That's right. Plus, we have that information as well. Right. So They're writing to us. They're calling us. I can't even tell you. The need is really great all over the country. I also want to encourage people to um, come, even if they're not thinking of making Aliyah this year, even if it's in the next year or the year after, because what it does for you is it allows you to get a sense of your opportunities and what's going on in Israel and how you can be a part of uh, of the population that's growing and, and be a player in terms of... Uh, of uh, opportunities in Israel. We're talking about the Nevish Benevish Mega Event, March 15th, Teaneck, New Jersey, the Glen Point Marriott. There's a special registration, sessions, and fair for retirees and empty nesters. General attendance, registration at 12 noon. The sessions and fair starts at 12.30. There'll be a massive vendor fair, plenty of Aliyah information in every area that we've ever discussed here on this show when it comes to uh, uh, Aliyah, when it comes to moving to Israel uh, from North America. The, the job search, the healthcare system, buying and renting a home, financial planning, everything's going to be included. Rachel, your expertise is in the area of employment outside of the medical field. What can you tell people who are thinking of moving to Israel about employment possibilities in the Holy Land? Wow. Okay. So first of all, we're going to have several different sessions uh, going on at the, at the Mega that talk to you about finding opportunities in Israel. If you're coming as an empty nester but you still want to make an income, we have a, sen- a session for you. If you want to tap into what's going on here in all kinds of industries, we have a session for you. If you want to pivot your career and utilize your English language skill set, and figure out how to make an income here using the fact that you have internet for Israel, international experience, U.S. experience, we have a session for you. And if you're just starting your career and you want to know how to break in and build your career in Israel, we have a session for you. And this year we have a brand new session called Tech Ops. What has happened is is that because it's a startup nation and we have uh, an engine of the economy here, which is the high-tech industry, there is a real shortage of software engineers, developers, um, all kinds of uh, specific uh, engineering possibilities that people should be aware of. In today's paper in the Jerusalem Post, there was an article about the, the shortage of 18,000 engineers, and I have been speaking to uh, different industry leaders as well as uh, the different municipalities who talk about building the ecosystem within Israel, and uh, they are putting a lot of effort into recruiting these engineers. The salaries are great, and um, and people who have this background should consider opportunities here because, as one of the people said to me, you know, when you're in the States and you're working in a very, very large company, you could be employee number 5,000 and never have dealings with the founder or with the CEO. In Israel, you can be part of a company and you can be part of developing that company and you can have access that can totally switch up your career. So it's something to strongly consider, and uh, I encourage people with that background to also consider coming. We really have something for everyone. 
but we also are beginning to focus on uh, building the tech ecosystem in Israel. Phenomenal. And I'm sure there are people listening who never dreamt that there's still jobs available in that area of life. And, and you're assuring people there are plenty of opportunities. And I'd like the opportunity to speak to them and show them these opportunities as well. Mar- the people in Israel would like that opportunity as well. Fantastic. March 15th, everybody. Make sure to circle the calendar and make sure to register. Go to nbn.org.il, nbn. .org.il. They are predicting record registration. This mega has been mega in the past. I'm talking about thousands of people. They are expecting an insane number. Make sure you register. Uh, it's um, March 15th, Glen Point Marriott, Teaneck, New Jersey. You know about the Aliyah information. You know about employment, as Rachel Berger just described. You know about the vendor fair. Uh, also, what Rachel told us that was so important is how vital this Aliyah Medics is, the special sessions and information about medical licensing, job interviews, networking, and Aliyah information. She even said, as you heard, that if you're in the medical field, it pays, even if you don't plan on Aliyah in the next few months, or let's say for argument's sake in the next year, it pays to come to check things out and understand what it is that's necessary for you and other medical professionals to have and to think and, and, and what to think about over the next few months in terms of your goals. Um, uh, when you come to when you come to the mega, they will tell you exactly what it is uh, that you should be focused on. Uh, if your eventuality, please God, will be to move to Israel, uh, Rachel, can't thank you enough. Looking forward to see you at the mega, and uh, thanks so much. Can't for joining. wait. Thank you so much for joining us today. All right, direct. Thanks. Thank you, director of employment for Nefesh Benefesh is Rachel Berger, nbn dot org dot il nbn dot org dot il. That was my conversation with Rachel Berger of Nefesh Benefesh. Thanks so much for tuning in to JM Rewind. Plenty more coming up if you keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.